Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. West Coast. Oh, uh, man, I'm not going to lie. Shout out to Lupe for always preparing uh, our, our, our uh, sheet here. Um, man. I don't, what the, I don't know what's going on, though. It's so much shit going yeah. on. First of all, first and foremost, I want to shout out everybody that uh, was not late to the party for the 213 Come Up show. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, shout out to everybody <laughs> that has submitted their music and not and not emailing us and DMing us. I don't know what you're sh- talking about. And shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. Hey, um, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. So again, our whole mission is to show love to upcoming artists and well, part of the mission, you know what I'm saying? But it also usher you into what the mainstream life is about. And it's more about not even about the show, right? It's more about how people expect certain things i think one of the topics we talk about on on this podcast a lot is entitlement man. entitlement there's been so many there has not been a lot of opportunities for new music to get played on the radio this is one that we get a chance an opportunity to do and all we say is give you two instructions just submit the music submit the music and just make sure it's right meaning clean and all that so if you have no idea what we're talking about just hit hit our instagram twitter at at chuck dizzle at dj head um, submit the music for the two one three come up show. It's on there. It's it's on there. It's, it's simple. so easy. This motherfucker's hitting me five weeks later talking about how do I get my music in. My nigga, that, if you don't know by now, it's, it's fuck yourself. <laughs> That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? And that goes to any and everybody who listens to my voice. I think at this point, I, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm getting so frustrated that it's starting to make me laugh. Because like people are <laughs> sending me stuff, they sending me stuff, they're sending me music saying, What what you think about this? I'm, first of all, I'm not going to listen. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Mm-hmm. Not, not when we got like 800 submissions to go through. I'm not going to just go through my DM and, and look at what you got going on. Not even close. The bigger picture is, man, just pay attention to detail. Please. Bro. Somebody, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm going to post this too. Somebody just hit me yesterday. I had to laugh at him back. I said, look, you know I'm going to use. I'm posting this. Somebody said, how do I submit to the powerhouse contest? No, they didn't. They did. I said, bro, that's like... Asking a asking your female, that's like calling your female by another girl's name. Say, so what time you want me to pick you up? Bro. It's not happening, dog. I was like, you lucky. I'm I'm one of the nice people that's gonna tell you that you fucked up. Yeah. But you fucked up. You fucked up. You don't just pay attention to detail. So if you take one message away from this, and it's gonna be a consistent thing that we say throughout this. It's not just about this contest. It's not just about sending music. It's just an overall message, man. Whenever you do, especially artists that's out there, pay attention to details. I, sh- I shouldn't even be doing this, but I am. Go- I'm gonna do it anyway do it. because I'm DJ. Hit. Do it. All right. So <clears throat> we get a text message from the homie Rosecrans Vic. Shout out to him. Um, shout out to Rosecrans Vic. And basically, he was trying to figure out how you know to submit and whatever for submit the music and all that stuff like that. And so, long story short. Um, we have been pushing local music for the last better part of 10 years. More than that, but yeah. More than that. So when we, we had this opportunity to do this show on, on Real 92.3 every single week where we highlight and showcase nothing but local artists, mm-hmm. and then they don't feel the need or the urgency, the sense of urgency to get their shit in, right. it's whatever. So this is my response to Rose Cransby. I'm not going to read the whole conversation, but I said, niggas drop the ball, bro. I said, we've been telling motherfuckers for weeks. Mm-hmm. At this point, I don't give a fuck. Right. That's just straight up how I feel. Yeah. Five weeks, we've been telling motherfuckers, submit your shit. Submit your shit. Submit your shit. We got we over 800 submissions in or some shit like that. At this point, I don't give a fuck if you if you if 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 
you know, if you got your shit in in time or I, I just don't care at yeah. this point. So it is what it is. Shout out to all the homies from the city. Everybody know what it is with me. They know they everybody know what it is with me. And if it was up to me, I would play nothing but L.A. shit of on the course, radio anyway. Of course, man. However, yeah. get your shit together. Get I don't know how many times I said that on this very fucking microphone. Get yeah. your shit together. Yeah, and it's like, the, I think people have, you know, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Because I think people have the sense that we can um, we can just do whatever. Yeah. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Especially with this contest. There's other things that's involved. There's other people that's listening to the music as well, that's going through it, kind of filtering it. So we we get our hands on it, and it's like the very least you can do is put your name in the bid. Facts. That's the very least you can do. And, and again, clean music, all that, man. We can go on and on and on and on and on about this. but <sighs> I'm um, off of it. And and for the folks that, that are listening and maybe hearing for the first time, this is your first time listening to the podcast. Sorry, you got to start off like this. Yeah. This is your introduction to Chuck. This ain't their first time. We don't get no new listeners. But no, we do. We do. We get people that's no. Honestly, we get people that's tapped in. Somebody hit me the other day and was like, "Oh snap!" I posted. I posted. Um. Well, again, shouts out to us. Pat us on the back real quick. L.A. Times. Good looking out. Oh Man. shit! Yeah. We got to talk LA, about yeah. that. L.A. Times. We we were featured in the L.A. Times about homegrown radio. That was amazing. Like a good good look. But from that, people. And been in us too. It's like, oh man, I didn't know that it started at Long Beach State, or I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you guys were doing it uh, at an apartment or like just different parts of Homegrown Radio. Some people are literally just their introduction to us is through Real Ninety Two Three, and that's amazing. Hey man, I forgot. I, that's that's so crazy that it's so much shit going There's on. So much stuff going on. I totally man. forgot about the LA yeah. Times shit. We yep. do gotta address that though because that was kind of that was a big deal. That was a that was a. I'm gonna tell you how major it was. Okay. White people in this building that I ain't never talked to. Oh my God, Chuck! Congratulations for real on everything I love, on really? everything I love, and it's people that I, you know, some people that I've seen, some people that I don't, that I don't know, but it's higher ups that I run into in the building, and and most times it is no love lost, but most times they'll just pass you up, you know, yeah. just going to the bathroom in the hallway. This time it's like they they stopped. It, it kind of reminded me of when Charlemagne talked about how he became a New York Times bestseller, yeah, and how his. Even though he had a nationally syndicated radio show, yeah. numbers was up there, Breakfast yeah. Club was smashing, he was a, a executive producer, TV show and all that. The moment he became an author was completely different. And yeah. same thing, it's like, bro, we were we are in the LA Times. Like that's that's crazy. something that no honestly, throughout all the bullshit that goes on, I, I've never this is the second, maybe the, the second time that I've had this feeling like Oh damn! They can't take this away. They can't take that shit away. The first me. time I cracked the mic, actually three times. The first time I cracked the mic when we did Homegrown Radio on Real, and then when we got featured in the LA Times, I'm like, damn! No matter what happens, mm-hmm. this shit is in print yeah. forever. Like that's it. We're part of history. LA Times. That's we are part of Los Angeles history. Shout out to Victoria, man. Yeah. And Carol, the photographer. And I Carol, the photographer. Carol, man, she's amazing uh, too. Man, I good. think that, like, this is the first time. Damn, this is the first time I actually had a chance to talk about this shit. Yeah. I feel like it's not for us, though. Like, for for us, we get up and do this shit every day. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, it's more or less for the people that fuck with us. The it's people for the that city, man. It's for, it's for the people that really believe in what we're doing and the message and, and, and the intent behind, the intention behind Homegrown because, bro, it wasn't nobody, it wasn't motherfucking, they wasn't fucking with nah, us. Not at all. Nobody was fucking with us. And um, uh, it's a couple of people that... um. You know, it's a couple of people that I, I really think that aren't were integral to our success 
uh, as far as being a, a homegrown unit. You know what I'm saying? Silas being one yeah, of them. Yeah, for sure. Sparkle, you know, your wife. Yeah. Uh, Lupe, you know what I'm saying? Even in even earlier, Bliss. Yeah. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's 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 not just us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even even the homie E who yeah. runs uh on this dating hip hop. Right, right, the visual. Uh, you know, uh Tyrant two twenty two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh it's just been a lot of motherfuckers that contributed to the homegrown journey. Yeah. And I felt like more or less than us being celebrated, it was like a win for them a to know that their efforts were not in vain. Yeah, for sure. So I think that that was big. That's a good way of putting it. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I always think about I try to I try to zoom out. Yeah. Like, I try to zoom out and get a wide angle. So, um, also, bro, our parents. Man, I swear, because I, I... Yo, mom, my mom. Easter Sunday, man, I, the, the family was going up. They was like, oh, my God. Everybody had they six or seven papers just yeah. going around. I'm like, <laughs> wow. And and what, what really kind of touched me, my mom was like, damn, I didn't realize, like, even her knowing the journey, she learned something from the article. She was really? like, damn, I didn't realize that... She's like, I didn't realize that how, how important... That, well, she knew how important, like, Salas and Sparkle were, but she was like, I didn't know... To see them have their little piece in the article as well, as well like, their quotes, she was like, wow, I didn't realize that you know how how important they were to the story as well because she sees it from one vantage point she yeah. just sees me she sees you and just think that this whole empire is just that you nah, know what I mean it's yeah. like nah it's other people that contributed to this and I, and I think overall that that was one thing I was most proud about that that was told as well because again it's not about us like yeah we're the face of it most people see us and that's what they automatically assume but it takes a, a, a great team in order to, to to keep this foundation going, man. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Charday as well, too, man. Man, shout out to Charday. Um, I just think I just think it was a moment, like in LA, yeah. because we being from here and we really like push our line on some LA shit. Even like some of the homegrown homies hit hit me up. Yeah. I'm sure they hit you up. Um, I think it was just one. It was just a moment for yeah. me, to be honest with you. It, it, it remind me of um, it kind of remind me of when Julio G pulled up, yeah, to the apartment. And validated what we was doing, right, right. like what this he he's told us in your bedroom. Yeah. This remind me of when we started. Yeah. This remind me of you know the 1080 shit. This yeah, remind 1580. like 1580. I'm yeah. sorry, 1580 shit. I'm thinking 10 snowboarding. Yeah, tripping. Right. Uh, that's crazy. What is on your mind right now? Snowboarding. That's crazy, huh? Why? Why is snowboarding? It's a it's a vintage game. It's a. It's oh, okay. A, you thinking about playing? Some it's shit a, it's an old school okay. Nintendo 64 game. Um, but yeah, he was telling us how it remind him of the 1580 days and. How when they started, it was just passion, right? And that's how, and that's what Silas told us about what we was doing at at your apartment, Schoolboy Q, J Rock, just hanging at hanging out in your in the room, and you know Quiz and G Malone and everybody in the living room, and it's just like bad luck and every and problem hanging out outside, yeah. terraces, you know, talking to girls, like it. You, you know what's funny about that? Speaking of Schoolboy Q, and we, I know we're gonna talk about his album that's uh, gonna be out any day. Now was it? When is it? Friday. Out? Friday. Well, well, yeah. Well, by the time you hear okay. this, yeah, it's, it's out at this point now, but. Um, I remember he told me about his deal at Interscope. He told me his sign on, right outside the apartment. Get the fuck out of here. Like, yo, he's like, hey, man, don't, don't say nothing, bro. Like, but yeah, man, I ain't the deal with Interscope. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, don't say nothing, though. Like, it ain't out. I'm like, fuck. So, like, all those moments I just think about, like, yo, and, and it wasn't about, like, it wasn't about social media. Not, not to say social media wasn't a part of, like, our success as well. Of course, people were always talking about it through there, but those moments wasn't something that, it wasn't like a screenshot that you would post and say, man, yo, schoolboy, you told me this. It was like one of those moments. I remember Terrace even telling me, like, I think I even have a drop from Terrace. I never drop. I'm going to find it. But he was just like, man, he was like, 
homegrown is what supports us. And he was like, and you know, you know, power at the time, he was like, man, shit, this is this is our power. Like, cause power don't fuck with us. Yeah. So homegrown does. And it's like that just goes to show we were really that outlet for people to come to um for that. You know what it's I mean? It's still crazy to me when I hear like people say shit to me and it fucks me up. What you mean? Like people saying they look up to 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 oh, me, yeah, that's, that's they the look up to us. Like even um, shout to the homie Chris who who he's he does all the booking for Golden Voice, mm -hmm. and he told me straight up like yeah he was like bro I listen to Homegrown every week when y'all was in the apartment. He throws me off, bro. He was like bro I I came up listening to y'all like just on the internet, not even on not even before the radio shit like on the internet, and I was like bro that shit is crazy to me. You know I, who else told me that like this week they um. Well, I'm gonna just say that whatever Joey, from uh he he does he does like the the behind the scenes stuff for big for big. Oh really? Get the fuck out I'm of here! I'm sitting here. We chopped it up. I say what's up to him every morning. I'm like, yo, what's up, Joey? He's like, hey man, congratulations on the LA Times. I'm like, yeah, good looking out, man. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, bro, I just just to let you know, like, and I don't want to sound weird about it. And he's like, but I'm, I'm a fan, like, you and head and homegrown. I'm like, what you talking about? He's like, no, I, I don't mean to sound weird. I'm like, no, no, it's not weird, but. I just don't think I'm, I told him the 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 process, the thought process that I have, like mentally. Yes, I know we're we're on terrestrial radio. Yes, I know being at LA Times is a big deal. But mentally, I'm still yo. We're in the apartment. We got yep. seven people on the stream. Yep. We got some people on the chat room. Yep. Sparkles in the other room doing social media. Yep. And you know, just random people are walking in and out while my wife is cooking. Like I'm I'm still there yep. mentally when it comes to the. How many people are listening? Yeah. It's like, oh, snap. You Now, whether you have a moment or was listening throughout the whole time, it still just trips me out when people say that. So, yeah. But uh, it's it doesn't go underappreciated, if that makes any Not sense. Not at all. Like, I, we, I, I love it. I love hearing it um, whenever we're out. I love hearing it when we hit events. I love people calling us, telling us that, whether it be at the station or through social media. And that's why I tweeted out the other day. I said, man, I remember... Um, I said, I remember... No, I said there right now I have, I'm having a hard time finding out how many platforms or going through how many platforms show love to upcoming artists. And I yeah. love it. I love the fact that it's like it's so many that it's I can't saturated. keep up. It's saturated. Yeah. It's saturated. I love it. I love the fact that you got the, the Rosecrans radio. I love the fact um, there's so many blogs out there. I love the fact that there's the Payday LAs and then you got the, the basements and just other just avenues out there that, that show love mm -hmm. uh, to upcoming artists. And even within our own platform – with uh, what we talking about radio and essentials, like I'm telling you, there's times that I, I I find music or find artists through who they interviewed, and I'm like, oh man, like I was I was talking about it before on, on uh, one of my live streams. Nana, this dude's new dude named Nana, man. I, I suggest everybody look into this dude. He's he's got some shit. Um, I seen him at Payday LA, did some research, seen that that the essentials that interviewed him, and I told him I got back to him. I'm like, yo, it's taking me some time, but I'm gonna check your music out. And I, I fuck with a couple of songs that he's got. So shouts out to him. But my whole point is that there's so many outlets out there and it's it's hard to keep up with. But I just remember when we started, it was literally just us, yeah. West Coast Riders, Dub CNN. That's it. As far as West Coast shit. Shout out to Nima. N Nima. And exactly. Rep One. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, because even when Dev was doing it, like the, uh, the zombie, zombie radio, radio. Yep. they were on the tail end of that. So yep. like they, I was listening to J-Rock and them and, and Crooked Eye on their shows. But at that point, you know, Dev got hired with K-Day. So it was like, she had a lot going on, and they they stopped doing the show. So we kind of picked up at that point and moved on. And it was only a handful of people really um, showing love, man. So to have it now, we're just like, literally, I was looking at, I don't even know the name of the podcast, but I just, I've been seeing different podcasts pop up, like 
damn, who, who are they? What are they yeah. doing? But they're showing love to artists either we've interviewed or people that we don't know about that's from L.A. And it's like, ah, I love that. What man. we talking about, shout out to them, yeah. Essentials, yep, like everybody yep. that fuck with us too, the Cousins. Um, even L.A. Talk Live was a, was one that popped up after like after I noticed we were doing our thing. I, I seen them pop, Accelerated Radio Accelerate, was another yep, one. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so I think like right now is just a moment for everybody to just really like lock in and really appreciate what the fuck is going on right because it hasn't always been like this and, it's, and, and and i think that especially for people like us like we because we, we like you said we still in the apartment yeah. mentally we don't really we don't even have we we always asking motherfuckers to tell us right. what's going on as far as like what what the perception is of, of us right because we don't fucking know right oh, yeah and so i always talking to I always be talking to um uh uh uh, productions by Rob, right? Nigga, be, that's not normal. <laughs> I be I, I be talking to him, and he be like, "Bro, like this shit is crazy. What's going on?" Because everybody was around for you know to come up. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. But they was around for the home, the early homegrown shit um, to see where everything is now. Like even talking to my mom, yeah. like what you saying about how your mom was like she didn't know. No, right? My mom kind of knew. But then I remember, like, I was, I had a moment with my mom, right? So we were talking about, me and my mom were talking about the L.A. Times thing. And I was like, I was like, what's crazy is we had a reflection moment. Me and my mom, it was like, I remember, I was at, talking to my mom, and she remembers when I used to borrow her car to, go. to drive to your apartment Damn. to fucking broadcast Homegrown on the internet. Let the van? No, it was uh, no, it was a uh, it was her old car. Okay, she I'm had. Thinking about, I'm thinking of the the Kendrick van that you had. No, 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 okay. no, the Kendrick van. No, but that was before that. Damn. So I used to borrow my mom's car just to come do the show to come do homegrown. Wow. And I had and I didn't have no because I didn't have gas money to give her. Like I didn't. It, it was just like, bro, we have to do homegrown. Yeah. So I don't know. What, what I don't know what. About, but I, I don't, gotta do. I we, gotta do it. We gotta we got we gotta do our show in, in Chuck's bedroom. Yep. And so for her, it was that. Yeah. It was like I remember Damn. you borrowing my car to do this show and now to see it like to see what's going on is like that shit for me that's that's the payoff. Yeah. I mean it's dope to see it in the LA Times and shit like that but that, like I said my shit is for everybody else. It didn't go in vain like you said. Exactly. Yeah. I I just had an like an an epiphany man. I I see now I get it I I kind of understand now and I'm not giving no passes but I can understand now why Artists nowadays, um, they under they don't appreciate it. Mm. When they come, we were just talking about how they submit music or they ask a certain thing. Like they don't know, they don't know what it's like when when it was dried up. They don't mm. know what it's like when those there was no opportunities. They think, oh, homegrown's on, yeah, they, they can play new music. It's like nothing. It's not like that, right? Yeah. They they don't see the opportunities that are out there right now, being that so many eyes are on us. Yeah. Not necessarily us, but just us as a region. Like yeah. there's so many opportunities out there. Like. Even even to have um, the don't come to L.A. at yep. South by Southwest, right? Right, right. That's huge. huge. Like the the last time I remember them doing something like that was in 2012, when it was a uh, Welcome to the West, or I think Vibe did something something like that at South by Southwest. But my point is, is like those opportunities don't come up that often, and now it's so flooded with people that are fucking with L.A. But they just think, oh, okay, well. They gonna take care of us, so we good. And it's like, nah, it don't. It don't always happen like that. It's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like the the um, the economy. Like when when shit is going great, nobody ever thinks about when the market crashes. Facts. So it's like right now, 
be ready. The market's going to crash. It happens, but we got, we have to do what we got to do to make sure that we take care of who we can while we can. But the artists and, and people that are behind the scenes, uh, this is for the managers. This is for PR. This is for everybody that's wanting to do that thing that you want to do. Make sure you you study. Like, was it was that you saying that, or was it Salah saying that people that are in the music business just they don't understand the the the, the Salas the the. That was Silas saying that we always talk about that though. How people that, that are in the music business don't know the music business. Right. I thought it was something it was another term that you said. It was the, the education behind it. Anyway, they don't they don't they don't they don't know it and they don't take time to study it. Yeah. And that's to me, I, I can I can deal with you not understanding it. But if you don't take the time to do the research behind it, Facts. you don't have to go to school for it. I mean, if that's your route, cool. But as long as you're doing your the, your due diligence, your research and and understanding as much as you can with what you have yeah. I can give you a pass for that but don't just come to my page or don't come to the DMs and say yo how do I submit music like bro you know that there's an email at least you know we can go on and on and on about yeah. that but I just felt that was like kind of like an uh, an aha moment as to why you know people may act that way because they don't know what it's like to not have it yeah. so you know I'll, just be careful out there because it's going to come in a time where you're going to be like damn man it's getting dry we wish we did it the right way I want to shout out to uh YG four hundred, his new uh his new album's coming out right. Yeah, they he just they, dropped the snitching. They yeah, uh, he just dropped the stop snitching song. So this is what's funny about. As a matter of fact, I want you to read this this text from YG, right? So YG YG sent me the record. Mm -hmm. He sent me he sent he sent it to me early. He before sent it, it to came me out, yeah. before it came out, right? So and naturally, I'm thinking like, man, we got to play this shit on the radio. So. I want you to read this part. You want me to read it? Yeah, read okay. it. So, read, read, read right there. So, YG texts me the, the record. After the record. After the record, and then he said what? Okay. <laughs> it ain't radio friendly, though. LMAO. LMAO, yeah, LMAO. And then I said. You said, you didn't make it clean? Fuck no. How? <laughs> right? So, uh, so. And so, if you hear the song, you understand. You understand the stop snitching song, right? He knows how to make a clean record because some some people may think that he doesn't know how to make a clean record. And so I'm laughing my ass off because I already heard. I knew I, like he played me the album already. Yeah. And so I had already heard the song, but when he decided to drop it, that's the single. You like that was the, that was the record he was finna drop, and then he was like, "Fuck no, how am I gonna make a clean?" <laughs> and hey. I and I was like, "You right? No, no, he's not. But right. he's not. We right. figured it out." You made it clean. We made it. We got a clean version. We played it yesterday. Bruh, if Snoop can make Fuck the Mother Niggas because I'm down for my niggas a clean version, yeah, yeah. there's a way to do it. Yeah. So wait, wait, how did you guys, is it like reverse or is it, did they make another Um, It's version? No, they made, he, they, I think the engineer went in there and made a clean because they knew to like, shout out to Brandon, my, my boy. Um, did they say like ninjas or something? Nah, it's just, it's, it just, I mean, it, it was, it's muted, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's better than. It's not, it's not the reverse to shit. Nah. But, when, when when okay, going back to when Snoop and them did that, when they made After Mother Hit Us, what did you think about that? Did you like did you like that version ever? We was like, man, it ain't the same. It ain't it ain't it don't got the same punch to it, but I get it. Like you can't have a hit record with no clean version. That's true. And fuck them other niggas is a hit record. That is true. In every sense of the word. Everybody know the song. Some people sing it even though they shouldn't be. Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just you know, but whatever. So I just wanted to shout out to YG because uh if you one hear thing, that song, you know exactly why. One thing I fuck with YG about though is ever since our first, our first like me telling him the truth about his about his music, he fuck with me. That's good. I mean, I, I would assume at this point, this level in his career, 
as as sad as it may seem, I'm sure that he's not getting that from a lot of people. He's yeah. only getting it from probably his core, but yeah. like not not a lot of like label rep. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I don't think that he's getting it all the time. So I think when he sees it or hears it, he appreciates it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I shout out to YG. Also, um, shout out to Roddy. And then shout out to Asia, too. Asia, man. I, what I really like about Asia, we, we had her on the podcast. If you haven't heard, go on and check out the interview. We were talking about, um, it was before she did this barbecue uh, for her The album, Black Party barbecue thing? For Yeah, for her album, uh, The Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries is going to be out pretty much any day at this point. Same day, right? Tomorrow? Next week. I thought it was tomorrow. Is it? Yeah, it's no. the 26th, I believe. Oh, it's the 25th? Bruh, yeah, your, your days is all fucked up. I'm thinking it's the 16th. No, no. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. my shit all fucked, shit up. All fucked up. It's already the twenty fifth around this motherfucker. In May. Bro, rent doing five it, days. Exactly. It, facts. Fitx. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but no, what I what I do love about what she did with that is that she didn't do no. And, and I'm not no knock if she does decide to, but the out the gate, I love the fact that she did a like a community event for her album, mm -hmm. like. For the people, yeah. for 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 her community, the people that seen her come up, that supported her in her hood, the kids got a chance to see, you know, the radio station come out there. They had the 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 game trucks, they had food for her release, for her for her music, and she didn't choose to go to Hollywood. She didn't choose to pop bottles at at a club or yeah. do an album release somewhere like that. And if she again, they they may or may not choose to do something down the line, but out the gate for her to do that, I, I just respect that so much. I think that. Uh it re you know what that shit reminded me of? That barbecue? It reminded me of being that nip shit at the Marathon store. Yeah, exactly. It just reminded me of being that nip shit at the Marathon store because I remember, like, when we, when you pull up, it's it's the real, it's the people yeah. from that neighborhood are right there. And it, they get a sense of, they, you can see the pride in their eyes, too. Yeah. Shout out to my dude, Solo, man. Solo, he, yeah. from, he from over there, you know, you know. Did um, you throw up some shit? What did you just do? No, I'm saying he from over oh, there. Okay, I look like you threw up. So I'm like, okay. No, 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 no. No, no. Shout out to my dude Solo. You got solo. put on or what? Nah, Solo. <laughs> shout out to Rock. Uh, yeah, good because people, man. When I was chopping it up with them, it was it was eye opening because he was like, "Hey, head." Like, I was like, because I I introduced myself. Like, it, that's one thing people don't understand. Like, I don't give a fuck if I think you know who I am. Yeah. I always introduce. That's something I learned from the OGs. Like, you always introduce yourself, no matter what. So that way, you you don't come in like these motherfuckers supposed to know who I am and shit like that. I don't assume nobody know who I hey, am. Hey, but doesn't that have like a, a a reverse effect sometimes for the people that you've already met? Like, and it don't matter. Like, I tell them to their face. Like, I don't care if I met. I don't care if we already met. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't remember meeting you, I'm always introduce yeah. myself again got you, got you. because I want you to know. Like, hey, like I'm DJ Head. Like, it's just oh, something I learned being in the streets. Yeah. Like, you shake a man's hand, you look him in his eye, blah blah blah, blah right? And then for for women, I hug women and I you know embrace them. Like, hey, I'm DJ Head. Nice to meet you. And oh, we met already. My bad. I don't remember that. But I'm DJ Head. What's your name again? Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't hide the fact that I don't know. Like that's some industry shit. Yeah. Where you act like you remember a motherfucker right. and you don't really remember a motherfucker. Like, I, that's not my thing. See, my thing is, I, I always, I remember people. I'm just bad with names. I'm good with faces. So I remember seeing people yeah. and I'm like, look, I know. I know who you are. Forgot your name. Nice to see you again or nice to meet you. But it's always, to me personally, it's always that that awkward interaction. It's only life. awkward if you make it awkward. Yeah, I don't sure. make it awkward. I make people, that's the one thing I do know, I've realized about myself. Mm. I talk to people like I've known them for 10 years. Yeah. I talk to anyway, everybody. Anyway. Anyway. Right. So it's 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 easy for me to do that. It'd be like, look, I don't remember who the fuck you are, but I'm DJ <laughs> Head. What's your name again? Right. I'm going to try to remember this time. I got a bad memory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sue me. Yeah. So 
anyway, shout out to uh, Rock and Solo. I was talking to them, and they were like, just telling me like different things that, and I want to, you know, de- de- divulge the conversation. But it was really eye opening as far as the platform we have here, mm-hmm. like because it was like, bro, you got a big voice, yeah. and I don't think you fully understand how big your voice is. I was talking to Charlemagne about this shit too, like last week or, or earlier in the week, um, last week about how we don't really understand what we mean to At people. All. Yeah. And it was like for for people like for instance for people people understand like we don't it's not that we don't give a fuck it's like we just really don't see. I'm a regular motherfucker yeah, straight up. like the dude dude ran up on me and Ralph's right mm-hmm. I was in Ralph's I was getting some Hawaiian bread <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm a single I'm a bachelor so I be making sandwiches out of Hawaiian bread bro uh, that's your fire though ain't fire you? yeah so I, a dude walked up to me in in, in Ralph's. He was like, man, DJ Head. I was like, yeah, what's up, bro? Like, nice to, you know, nice to meet you. I'm like, what's up, bro? Like, what you, what you think about this one? Or I was getting some. <laughs> hey, like, so you want two for one? Is it? Is this what, yeah, what you one? think about? The, I was trying to get some wheat thins, right? <laughs> I like the tomato basil wheat thins. And so I was like, hey, what you fucking with this shit? He was like, and he was just looking at me like, I was like, my bad, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm a regular motherfucker. I don't. I'm not good with the industry shit. I'm just trying to, see what's up I'm just trying to figure out which wheat thins right. I should get. You know what I'm saying? To go with this sandwich I'm finna make. He was like, nah, man. He was like, bro. He's like, that's crazy. I'm talking to you right now. Like, I really fuck with you, bro. Like, you be telling people the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, you always mean what you say. You say what you mean. You don't really, like, do a lot of the weird shit. And he was like, I, you know, I admire you for that. And I'm like, that's crazy. But yeah, what you nah, think about these wheat things? Right. <laughs> it's tomato I, basil. Or, yeah. What are we doing? Should I get original or tomato? And, and so I think that f- fucks people up. Yeah. So like, and, and so when I was over there at Asia's thing, I could tell it was dudes, it was a couple people that were hesitant to, to talk to me. Mm-hmm. So I walked right up to him. Like, what's up, bro? I'm DJ Head. Nice to meet you. He was like, man, I've been wanting to holler at you. This yeah. I'm like, bro, don't be timid to talk to me because I feel like I have a persona and I'm gonna just shit on you. Yeah, it's like that. That's not my thing. I'm not gonna. Uh, you gotta understand, like they. Who knows if they? You don't know other people's experiences. They may have ran up on other people and did that very thing. Yeah. The thing is, like when other people treat them that way, like, oh, don't speak to me. Oh, I got the bodyguard. I got security. I got people that's in place that can kind of block, you know, me from talking to somebody. Like I'm sure they've they've been dealt with those they've seen that before mm-hmm. so of course they're gonna be apprehensive when they approach a radio DJ or, or, you know what I'm saying so yeah. I, I mean I get it but I understand it's like sometimes you gotta put that message out there like dude we're just regular people like it's cool like I somebody ran into me at the Carson Mall they're like Chuck what's up hey man I'm sorry man but can I take yeah let's take a picture I'm not tripping like <laughs> fuck I mean I'm in, forever 21 right here but I mean it's whatever like so it, it's it's you know just people that understand man like regular motherfuckers man it's not that it's not that big of a deal run up say what's up take a picture if you want um you know that's what we do this shit for man yeah um and also uh shout out to asia because i really like that she's enjoying this experience that was so good to see i see they out there they they she got billboards up in yeah, the city now up to 91 she's popping the bottles and shit and it's just like I feel like so many people take that shit for granted. Like so many people take they like they first play on the radio, they take it for granted. Um, they first billboard, they take it for granted. First um, album, you know, really your first real studio project release, they take it for granted. And I like that fact that Asia is completely celebrating everything. Like, because right. it's like we being celebrated for music and not the bullshit. Not the bullshit. And so, like, I I really appreciate and, that. And uh, overall, too, with all the stuff with the come up show, the two and three come up show, that's one thing. Um, 
next to the bullshit, I, I, I feel like the bullshit is worth it when you have moments like that. Like, um, we were talking about Asia, even though she's not on the come up show, the, the other artists that have been, like the chick La Brea. La yeah, Brea, yeah. she had a whole city outside. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if they <laughs> yeah. planned to have like a, a listening session, but she literally had a park full of people listening to the record and they were calling the radio station, showing love. And they just had that moment when I went on Instagram live with her. Um, the, the homie G Funk Supreme, he sent me a message on Instagram, man. And it, it really touched me because first of all, he thanked me for playing the record. Thank, thanked, us, thanked us for playing the record. But mm -hmm. he was just like, man, he got his mom on Instagram and his mom was like, yo, Chuck Dizzle, shout out to Homegrown. Shout out to you That's guys. That's crazy. Real, man. I'm so proud of my son. And it was like, damn, to, have, to see him have that moment with his mom. That shit means something to it people. It means something, man. So even if it's one person that enjoys that, that first time getting played on the radio or just has that moment themselves, that to me, that's worth all the bullshit that we talked about before, I, I can take that on the chin. But yeah. It's just like, damn, that's 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 I like, dope. I, I like giving people those moments. Yeah, it's 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 an incredible feeling, man. Um uh, also I wanted I wanted to talk about this because I like I've been going on Instagram live a lot more. Mm -hmm. And you know, I do the I do the jokes, we do the roast room shit. But it was this kid that hopped on, and I posted the. I post I've seen that on your IGTV, huh? Yeah. yeah. So it was this kid that hopped on, and he was like, "Bro, I look up to you." Like he's he got to be every. He's seventeen, I mm -hmm. think. He was like, "Man, I've been DJing," and I remember doing a Fresh Empire event with him. Mm -hmm. His name is DJ Boss. So I remember um, doing a Fresh Empire event with him downtown LA, and he hopped on my live, and I, you know, I take I just take random people live, like right. fuck it, let me just highlight the people. Right. And he was like, "Yeah, man, I look up to you," like. Um, you know, I was like, bro, you actually a good DJ. Because I remember listening to him and I was telling Ty Hollywood, like, bro, he actually is a pretty good DJ. Yeah. Like, let him rock. You know what I'm saying? Let And I was talking to Fonzel. Shout out to Fonzel Harris. I was like, bro, let let him just finish the night out. Yeah. I'm not even tripping. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, because I remember what that was like when the older DJs didn't want to let me on yeah. and I want to just get on because right, I'm, I'm right. you know. And so, uh. I was like, let him rock out, whatever. This is his crowd anyway. This is the team party. Like, I'm an old head. Fuck it. Um, and so he was like, he was telling me, like, yo, long story short, he was telling me, like, man, I really want to learn on turntables. Because the newer, you know, the newer DJs, all the controllers. Controllers, yeah. And he was like, I really want to learn on turntables and stuff like that. And I was like, do you have turntables? And he was like, nah. I've been, I'm like, well, have you been saving your money? You know, well, he's like, yeah, I saved $400, but, you know, they cost 800 so I'm 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 working my way up to try to buy some turntables, and I was and, and then what what immediately popped in my mind was I was saving my money when I first bought my when I first decided to become a DJ right and really take it serious and I was saving my money for months, and I remember going to that garage sale and looking at that man like please let me have these turntables. Oh, so you went to a garage sale where somebody actually had turntables. He had turntables. Wow. Some technique to and you already did your you did the your ones I was bringing to, to your house yeah, to do yeah, homegrown. Yeah, wow. I bought those from this white dude out here in the valley. Now you know, I lived in I lived in um I lived in Bellflower. Yeah. So if if you're not from LA, you don't know the drive from Bellflower to San Fernando is a cool hour That's and twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. A cool hour and twenty minutes in the middle of the, in, on a Saturday. And I drove out there. I I, I put twenty dollars in my in my gas tank. I had that. Remember the Honda? Yep. The wagon. Yep. Yep. So I drove out there, and this white dude. And I was looking at this man like, please let me have your turntable. How much was he selling it for? He wanted he wanted six hundred or something for the set, or six fifty or something like that for both of them. 
I was like, bro, I have four hundred and twenty dollars. Like, and low key, the twenty was probably to get you back home. Get me back home, bro. <laughs> to get to get me back home. Threw that twenty in there to make it seem like it was more. He's like, man, I really got four. Like, I got, I got solid. Four I got right this. Now. I got us, bro. Please. And he was like, you know what? He was like, man. He was like, I could tell you really going to use these turntables. And he sold them to me for the 400 Crazy. So you see this kid, and that automatically pops That's in That's the head. first thing that popped in my head. Like, this kid really Man. is wanting to do this. Mm -hmm. my, full disclosure, I never bought – I couldn't afford equipment. Mm -hmm. So I rent shot to DJ Cali, and, and then they would rent me the equipment. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't afford DJ equipment. So full disclosure, my first Serato – the first time I, I was able to get, I used Serato, it was because my god sister Jennifer bought it for me wow. for Christmas. Damn. I couldn't afford that shit. It was $800. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, that's, the, my, first, my first pair of needles and my first mixer, DJ Cali bought me. Damn. Because they was like, they, like, they saw it was serious. Mm -hmm. DJ Cali bought me my first needles and my and my mixer. My my god sister Jennifer bought me the Serato set with the box and, the, and, and shit so I could learn uh, Serato. And then that dude, Sold me my turntables for foot for uh four hundred dollars. Did you get all? You got all? They let you have the or bought those things for you after you got the turntables, right? No, so I didn't have you, turntables. They got you the needles and all that prior to getting the turntables. I didn't have turntables. Wow, I've I was DJing parties on internal mode with with just my mixer and my and my computer. Get the f so people don't understand that like that. That's like desperation mode. Desperation, bro. That that's that, but that goes to show how serious you were. I like. was serious. I really wanted to do to DJ, and so when that kid told me that, I was man. I was like, bro, look, I'll let you. I'll let you have mine for four hundred. Did you uh you you linked up with him? Nah, that's yeah. I, I'm a, I'm gonna pull up on him this weekend. Okay. Damn, that's dope. But yeah, I, he was like, man, I got four hundred dollars saved up. I'm like, look, I'm gonna sell you my shit for four hundred. Man, I think the, the the bigger all message in that man is if people see. That you're willing to go hard for yourself, they don't mind helping you out. Facts. Somebody just reached into my life earlier too this week, and they were just like, "Man, I just I don't know. Like, is it too old? Is I think they asked, is too, is forty too old to become a radio DJ? I'm like, hell no. If that's what you want to do, yeah. I was like, but understand that there's other resources out here. It may not be on terrestrial radio like that, mm -hmm. it, and it may be. But what are you doing right now? To make it happen, like when we when we started homegrown, I graduated in two thousand five, so my college radio career was done. Yeah, they left the key card on, on so I I kept going. <laughs> he said they left the key card I on. I kept going every week. I kept going. I'm in every this. Week. Boop. I'm exactly. in this motherfucker. I was bringing artists in there, and and low key, even that that time that we linked up, I was already I was already two years graduated. I wasn't supposed to be there those days. That's crazy. So I was I still kept going and doing my show throughout summer vacation winter session and of course throughout the whole school year because my key card never got deactivated yeah. it was only until 2008 they were like hey <laughs> that's crazy hey, like, do you, wait who do you know up here and, and at that point all the homies had already started graduating so i didn't even know anybody that was still going to long beach state so my point is like you're gonna do any and everything you possibly can to make sure it happened and shout out to my boy micah when we started doing homegrown out the crib he was the one to say look you need to find a way to get a mixer or a four-channel mixer. We'll figure some shit out. And when we f figured it out, low-key, we were still using the server from Long Beach State to plug in and have it redirect to the Homegrown Radio website. That's crazy. My point is, again, you'll do anything that you want. You'll, you'll make anything happen to get what you want. So, yeah, it may not be working for 
Real 92.3, but you got a phone and you can create a podcast right. off that phone. You yep. don't need the biggest of equipment. Download the Anchor app. The Anchor app, exactly. Yep. Um, but yeah, again, if you go hard for what you love and, and people see that you no matter what, you're going to make it happen, they're going to be inclined to help out. Like yeah. you said, you remember yourself in that kid. So you're like, man, psh, if I can make it easier for him, boom, I boom. got this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my turntables is just sitting at the crib. Like, like I don't, I mean, I use them to record some mixes sometimes, yeah. but he need them more than I do. Right. So, you know, that's, that's him. I'm going to slide them to him this weekend. So shout out to uh, DJ boss yeah, from the city. Um, uh, I do want to, uh, real quick, we could wrap up too, but um, I want to talk about, so Charlemagne hit me up, right? Real quick, let me shout him out because he did share that we were in the LA Times. It threw me off guard when I seen it in my in my DM. Shout out to Charlemagne though. Shout out to Charlemagne. Yeah, he shared that shit. I'm he like, did what? share that shit. Um, so Charlemagne, now whenever it comes to some LA shit, like obviously the nip shit that went down, like Charlemagne is one of my closest friends that I consider a friend in the industry, right? Um, I, I, I have very few friends that are from the industry, you right. know what I'm saying? Uh, Charlotte is one of them. So whenever some LA shit is going down, we norm, he normally hit me up like, yo, what's going on, bro? What's right. this? What's that? Who's that? Right. So he hit me up. Uh, um, was that about four days ago? Three, three, four days ago, and he said, "Cause I guess Schoolboy Q was gonna be on the Breakfast Club," mm -hmm. and he said, "What's some shit uh, about Q the world don't know that they need to know?" Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting to me because I was like, "Damn, I don't know." Mm -hmm. Q was so open, He's transparent with everything. He's so transparent, and I said. I don't think people. I, this is why I text Charlemagne back. I said I don't think people understand. He's a full time father. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I think people see him with his daughter, but don't realize that's all him. Yeah. Like he's a real full time dad. So I say that to say, I just want to commend all of the dads yeah. that are really like. I mean yourself, yeah. uh, Charla's one of them. Um, and we just had me and Kev just had P and B Rock up here. Dope. He's a dad. Uh, Offset. Yeah. And I think that. What's dope to me, and the reason why I brought that up, because what's dope to me is what I'm starting to notice is T.I. is one of them. What's, what I'm starting to notice is this pride in being a father course, in the hip-hop, in, in the urban black community. Yeah. And there's a pride about being a dad, as opposed to, like, where where we was, where we I was growing up, it was more or less like, oh, shit, you had a baby with that bitch? Right. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? No, I think what it is, too, I think the, the main thing overall is that they are they're embracing changing the narrative. Because they grew up like that. You know what I'm saying? And they've seen that. And even a lot of the artists that you speak on, they're getting old. You know, they're in their 30s. Yeah. It's not like they're early 20s or anything like that. And, you know, they see the overall message and how important it is. And I think they realize the spotlight is on them. And it's up to them to show that as well. But even, but I mean, Offset, not that old. Offset, 27 or something like that. But um, he's, PMB, got, he's, got, he's got like four or five kids. So I think he's, and he's admitted to not being the best of dads, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, and, right, right. But knowing what it, how his, fa uh, his father treated him or how, how his, his relationship with his pops, I think he hit that mid, I don't know what part in his relationship or life, but I mean, he's got his whole new, his whole new album is based off of that, right? Yeah, Father of Four. But then, but then it's not just him, though. Like, I see, like, I love what Mustard is doing. Mm -hmm. His son is in the video. Like, yeah. it's just a pride about, I mean, Game kind of kicked it off yeah. from when he did the docu Doctor's Advocate or the yeah, documentary. Yeah, the documentary. The documentary, you know, his yeah. son um, was on the cover and shit with him or whatever. But I think it's just now I'm starting to see a resurgence of that. Mm -hmm. And again, documentary came out, what, 15 years ago or some shit like that? 2005. 2005-ish or something like that. And I just see this, like, 
YG. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He love his daughter. And it's just, I'm just happy to see that shit in our community because, and every every dad that come up here, I make sure to point that out to him. Last night, I looked PNB rocking his eyes and I told him I appreciate him taking pride in being a father yeah. and being in his kid's life and like showcasing that this is how you do it. I don't think they talked about it. And hey, forgive me if, I, if I'm putting some shit out there that, that you don't want the world to know. Um, but I heard, I heard over her um, Q talking about how he tutors his daughter. Yeah. Like he, like the homeschool, he's the one that does that. So it was like, damn, like, like you said, he's going over and beyond. To homie sure. Ali, mixed by Ali. Exactly. Exactly. Like I just, even terrorists, problem, like right. problem. Like great it's so, fathers, all great fathers. Yeah. It's just, Meek Mill. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like crazy because I didn't see that. Yeah. You got to think, we looked at, we, I mean, even O'Shea. Yeah. Nobody knew what O'Shea Jackson Jr. looked like yeah. until the nigga was in damn near yeah. straight out of Compton. Right, right. Am I right or wrong? Shit, nah, it's like, like, oh, damn, that's that's Baby Q. Am I right or wrong? No, you're absolutely right. I, we knew because I knew he was a rapper beforehand, but you're right. That was the that was the start of it. Even at, that was the, even us seeing him, let's just say the people that were privy to that information, we saw him as an artist in Ice Cube showcasing his son as being an artist. Him right. Him and Doughboy. Right. It wasn't just, I'm a dad. Yeah. And I just think that shit is dope. Yeah, it's dope. It's amazing, man. Uh, Slamish plug, the the, the schoolboy Q dad vice is gonna be coming real soon. So y'all check. Oh, out. Oh shit. Play, so, oh shit. We gotta bring that motherfucker back, man. Yeah. Um, you got thoughts on Kanye Sunday service? I don't give a shit. Yeah, to me. Be honest, I I think to me, I, <laughs> I don't I, give a fuck. Either. I think it's whack that that you know. I don't know. I, get your get your money. Do what you got to do. But I just the common thing that I'm noticing from Kanye, and I shouldn't be surprised, is that. He uses, it's always something that he's utilizing or using to promote and push something else. Like, the whole Sunday service, I, I thought it was weird at first anyway. Yeah. To be kind of like. It's definitely different. If you, you, you can vibe, that's fine. Yeah. Vibe into music or whatever, but making it kind of like a church theme type thing and then selling the merch, I, to me, it's just something that's weird about it's that. It's too much. You know, that's, do, do your thing, but it's just not for me, man. It's okay. not for me. All right. Um, do you want to talk about the Eminem shit or no? Nope. Yeah. So I'm good as far as like this shit, but um, I but do want. Since wanna... you mentioned it, we gotta say it. It's stand is now in a, a slang term. Is that what it is? It's officially added to the dictionary as a, like a stand, which is which is interesting. Makes sense. Um, there's other words that I would have added first. Like what? Um, From Eminem or just in general? In general. Like what? For show. That's not in there. For sure, gotta be in there. Bless you. <coughs> see, I got him early. Uh, that should be in there right now. In the dictionary, it should be. Let me see. For sure, had to be added like ten years ago. Webster. For sure, is definitely an old ass term now. Webster's. Dictionary. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if Okur gets added like soon. For sure. For sure, it might be for sure. For sure. For sure. Would it's you? Not, would you? I'm gonna type in for sure. I'm gonna F A or F O. Neither one is in the in the, in the Webster dictionary. Okay, that for sure needs to be in there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just it's just shit that sure. I would have added before I added Stan. Like, Stan is a name. But then you look it up in the dictionary, it's like, uh, so now, like, do we not want to name our kids Stan? Stanley? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Anyway, that's just my thought on it real quick. I wouldn't, add, I wouldn't, I wouldn't name my kids Stan. Well, that's some white folk shit anyway, but. All right, man. Well, look. Oh, oh. What, what, what? I want to talk about the Beyonce shit, though. What happened? Bro. Her dropping that shit? The, bro, Beyonce, did you watch the Netflix thing? I couldn't get into it. Bro. I saw some of it, but it was just... Listen, let me tell you something. What she do? I had to put some respect 
on Beyonce's name, dog. What? So you you telling me before this you didn't respect Beyonce? I respected Beyonce. I respect the fuck out of Beyonce. What, what is about what about the Netflix special made you respect her even more? Because you could see how much she puts into that shit. I knew that before though. I didn't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I knew that, bro. I didn't know she rehearsed for a year. Damn near. Did you know that? I could. I mean, she had. To, okay. Did you know that she planned the show nine months out? Yes, because she had a baby before. No, no. After she had the baby, she planned the show. She started on the show. She had to. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is, if she would have did coach, I'm not taking anything away from her. But you got to think, just because I know how this the uh, childbirth is, you got to, you can't play around. This is not, oh, I'm having a baby and then two weeks later I can just go back and do my own shit. Nah, you got you got to rearrange your whole fucking life to adjust yeah. to this shit. And to be into the fact she had twins, like, she was supposed to do Coachella the, the year before. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting pregnant, so mm-hmm. she couldn't do it. Had the baby, so of course I already knew she had a crazy ass work ethic since she was 14, 15. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I've seen documentaries and shit like that before. So to me, I wasn't super surprised, and maybe I gotta watch the whole thing. I've never that. watched a Beyonce documentary. Yeah, I've, I've seen. I, I know enough about her story to know that she don't play when it comes to like this shit. Yeah, she. Don't, one thing that I did take away from it, I like the way she said that um, Destiny's Child was her high school or her college career. Like her, that was her college. It wasn't. She didn't have. She didn't have that college experience, yeah. so that's why she wanted to do that whole theme for uh, Coachella. But she was like, "Yeah, the music industry was my high school, my, my my middle school, my high school, and my college career." So seeing her really like tap into that was kind of cool, and how she referenced it. But I always knew she was a hard ass worker. Like that. That it's not that, about that. It, it, I, I I wasn't. I knew. I know she's a hard worker. It wasn't about that. It was about the attention to detail. Mm. I'm talking about that. You got to watch it. Gotcha. I'm talking about the placements of the rhinestones. Okay, yeah, I don't know about that. I fell asleep before that part. I'm talking about. I'm talking about her. Her wanting to highlight black colleges, the HBCUs, like the amount of the amount of uh, thought that went into every single aspect of the show. Gotcha. From the band to who the dancers are yeah. to we wanted everybody to look Afrocentric. Yeah. We wanted to really showcase uh, black culture. I like that she did again because I saw pieces of it. I like the fact that she did. Uh, she shitted on, not really shitted on her uh, performers, their background dancers. She's like, "Yo, this ain't right. Yeah. It ain't right." Like, yeah. and from what I saw, it looked like it was cool. I'm like, yeah. they, they look like they got together." She was like, "Nah, this this ain't it. This you know ain't it." Mean? And you know, so on that end, I get, but I don't know. It's just something I felt like that seems like that's a part of part of her personality and her pops. Just seems like he's on that Joe Jackson shit. Not that he beat her ass or anything, but he just seemed like he's on, you know, he's on that paying attention to detail tip as well. Did I tell you about uh, this last thing? Did I tell you about the conversation I had with 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 someone? I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was talking about why I don't drink and I don't smoke and stuff like that. No, I know why you don't drink. Or smoke, well, I, but, uh, so this it blew my mind to find out. Like she, one of my friends, she was telling me how she's tried everything pretty much. Drugs, alcohol, whatever, right? And I was like, she was like, it's so interesting that you don't drink or smoke or do nothing. I said, well, I came up in the hood. Like, I grew up in poverty for real. Mm-hmm. I grew up seeing that shit everywhere. The effects of it, yeah. The, like, I never saw, I know, I, I peeped that in the fourth grade. I was I was so aware. I, I used to see the gang members and I used to see the white sheets. And I used to see, I you know, I used to see niggas running, hopping fences mm-hmm. I, from the police. I used to see niggas selling drugs on the corner. Mm-hmm. My aunt was addicted to drugs for the better part of my life. Damn. You know what I'm saying? My little cousin, Brandon, 
my big cousin, my big cousin Brandon. It's crazy that I say that because I remember him being older when I was little, yeah. little kid. He's doing life in prison. Crazy. Um, I I will never see him again. You know what I'm saying? My last memory of him was when he was like. 18 and I was like 11 or something like that and I'll never see him again he's doing life in prison in, in the south because of a, of a bad decision he made and he didn't even do it that's, he was that's just wild he was just with the motherfuckers that did it and so anyway long story short I was having this conversation with her and, I, and she was like that's crazy what about like alcohol I said I remember seeing OG's in the hood over by my grandma house throwing up into the gutter like lean like like Laying on the on the concrete and throwing up into the gutter, yeah. into the rain, into the drainage, uh, for the, into the storm drain. I I remember seeing that shit, and she was like, "Well, maybe I should have seen more people. Uh, maybe I should have seen more drunk people growing up." And it just clicked, and I was like, "Oh shit!" She was like, "Yeah, I didn't see none of that." I grew up in a very stable environment, whatever. So that made me want to experience things for myself. And it blew my mind because I was like, oh, shit, when you don't, when you, when you, when you're not sheltered, but when you don't have those experiences to reference from, uh, from your vantage point, you want to be in the eye of it and you want to experience it for yourself. That's one, that's one perspective. But another perspective is somebody that does see or that doesn't see. I mean, cause you can have that. And I've heard people say, I've. I know I got family members that's the same thing. They saw that shit growing up their whole life and they were just like, well, fuck it. I want to get down with the bullshit too. So everybody, I think everybody's situation is different. Everybody has, it clicks in everybody's mind completely different. Yeah. I remember seeing some of the same shit when I was just like, damn, that's wild. Like I got a cousin that experienced, he was two years older than me. He's two years older than me. And I got another cousin that's a little younger than me. And I've seen it from both sides where mm. I've tried to help. And I'm just like, hey man, look, you don't need to do this. Da, 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 da. We can get better lifestyle. And one's doing life. One's fucked up on drugs, and it's like I'm smack dead in the middle of both of them. And my vantage point was seeing one do it and witnessing the other one do it right behind me. And mm. I'm like, damn, trying to help out. And I have family members that literally grew up that whole way, and DNA is just like that's what people don't understand. DNA is a motherfucker. Yeah. Like you can have some shit that just turns on in your brain, and you have an addictive personality, and you don't know how to kick that. That's that's your shit. Like it just turns on in you a certain way, and but I, I understand that way of thinking. Like, my, I guess my whole point is everybody handles it in in a certain way. It doesn't always happen for people in this shelter lifestyle. They want to try shit. Some people that's actually been exposed to it. Like, man, this is what I've seen, and I'm, I'm gonna just go down that same path because mm. it's normal for them. Oh, it's normalized. It's normalized for them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, shit, my mom did it or my cousin do it. I'm going to do it too. Because it's, it's it's accessible. It's right there at the family functions. It's mm -hmm. like, for me, that was one of the reasons why I stopped drinking because well, the moment I stopped, the first two or three events that took place was shit that I would always drink. I'm like, damn, if I can get past this. It was, it was like, it's funny how the test happened. It was like that from September to, it was September, then the, that very next week we went to Vegas then right after that was Thanksgiving, then New Year, then it was Tasha's birthday, then my birthday. Damn. And I had to hit all of those things at one time. When I, once I got to my birthday, I was like, oh, okay, I, I got it now. But that first week was a motherfucker. My point is, is that some people are so, it's it's so accessible for them where they look at it and they're like, okay, I'm going to just do the same thing. Like they can't get it. Even if they wanted to sometimes, they don't even know that they can't get away from it because it's so in front of their face. You mm. know what I mean? But that's a good, that's a good way of looking at it because- 
sometimes that sheltered lifestyle does keep you away from it, but it's just not the fact every single time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, my my point though, when when I was talking, I was talking to somebody on Instagram Live about it. I was like, stop, stop hiding the truth from kids. Like, mm. like don't sometimes do that. You got to expose them to. You that. have to let them see the real. If you don't teach them about the real world. The real world gonna teach them about the real world, yeah. and I just feel like we should take matters into our own hands and teach the youth about the reality instead of trying to like hold keep them safe from reality because you're not gonna be there all the time. That's true. That's that fine line of ah, that's weird. It's weird that that you say that because I'm in that fine line of like right now my son is about to start walking. He's like standing up on his own, and I'm like, damn, I want. I want to let him go certain times and just let him fall because he needs to feel it. But I'm like, damn, there's a corner of a table right there. Yeah. I don't want him to really fuck his shit up. Yeah. But I know he's going to learn. So it's like, it's that weird, like, ah, uh, do you let you, when, when, what's that fine line of letting them learn on their own or protecting them? Yeah. And I know that's going to be a battle I have to deal with forever at this point. Yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, man, it's wild. All right. Well, on that note, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Yeah. Homegrown Radio, we didn't think we was going to talk this long, but we did. Hey, man, shout out to everybody that fuck with us. Shout out to everybody that posted the LA Times articles. Like, bro, we didn't, yeah. that shit's crazy to us, too. You know what I'm saying? If we appreciate everything. Yeah, and shout out to everybody on the come up, man. Wherever you are in life that you want to come up, much love. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, Homegrown Radio, and we out.